Hey there, lifestyle, clothing optional thrill seekers. Ed and Phoebe here, and we've got a spicy announcement. Brace yourselves for Libertine Events 2024, the ultimate takeover experience, and it's gonna be wild. Find your tribe with Libertine Events, where you have access to private group chats, host-run seminars, and event surprises around every corner. Dive into the sultry world of Miami Vices this May, but hurry quick. It's already 70% sold out. You don't want to miss this opportunity to hang out with hosts like We've Got a Thing, Casual Swingers, Hump Day Quickies, and Expansive Connection, along with the driving force behind the whole event, Wanderlust Swingers. Save the dates in October because Libertine Events is bringing the heat to San Antonio with Senses 2024. We'll be there, as well as Average Swingers, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, Casual Swingers, Expansive Connection, DJ Life of Spice, and of course, Wanderlust Swingers. Be sure to use promo code SWINGERU, S-W-I-N-G-E-R-U, when you purchase your tickets to spice up your experience and support Swinger University. Once again, that's promo code SWINGERU. S-W-I-N-G-E-R-U at checkout. Get your tickets by clicking on the link in the show notes or visiting swingeruniversity.com slash libertine. Welcome back. This is Ed. And this is Phoebe at Swinger University. Today we have two guest speakers for class today, Adam and Belle. They will be sharing how they started swinging, provide advice for the lifestyle, sharing changes they've seen over time, and divulging in some funny stories. Remember to subscribe to our podcast, email us questions, rate, and review us on iTunes. Please welcome our special guests... Adam and Belle. Hello. Hi there. Hi, Adam and Belle. How are you two? Doing good. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Ed. Thank you, Phoebe. <laughs> <laughs> so this is our first interview, and uh, we're, you know we've we've got some questions lined up, and we have an idea how it's going to go, but it's going to be a little more free form than we usually do, which will be fun. Yeah. Like we've mentioned in some of our podcasts before one of the first questions we always like to ask is how did you get started in the lifestyle well how we got started is kind of funny uh, we were having dinner with some vanilla friends that the wife particularly doesn't like sex so oh, she would yeah what? imagine that she would constantly beg us well the women in our friend group, jokingly, half-jokingly, please sleep with my husband. I'm just, you know, I don't want to sleep with him. It's just too much of a chore. Okay. Wow. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and so they had dinner with us one night and said, did you know that in the town we live in, if there's a blue light, that oh. means you're a swinger and you're available? Oh, mm. not the garage door up 
six inches or the upside down pineapple in the shopping in the cart shopping but the cart. blue light honey can we put that on our shopping sure. list the blue Absolutely. light okay. Done. all right we'll get that on the list yeah so we um <clears throat> immediately after that meal and went after they went home and immediately got on the computer <laughs> and started to figure out what that means. What oh. does swinging mean? What does that mean to have a blue light that's on? And we were pretty hooked from the very few minutes we started. Fun. We'd always had sort of a relationship that we felt was a little bit beyond normal, at least with regard to our sexual relationship. Mm-hmm. So when someone suggested that there was even more that we could do about this, I think it immediately just piqued our interest. Right. Immediately. Wow. Fun. Yeah. So we okay. searched the internet. Yeah. And didn't find any blue lights, but <laughs> <laughs> we found a couple of websites, signed up, and within half hour, we were getting messages. Wow. What? Now, you guys were in the the local area here yes. in yes. Sacramento? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. So jealous. And amazingly enough, the first couple to contact us lived less than a half a mile away. Oh, wow. my God. Well, there you go. You never know. Your neighbors just might be swingers. And it's been a while, but I think that we met them the first night or at least... A night or two afterwards. Yeah, a night or two after. So it was very quick. Very wow. quick. Okay, did you full swap? Oh, yeah, I'm, I may be getting ahead of myself, but did you full swap the first time? No. Okay. So we went into this and we're like, okay, we're going to soft swap. We want to save, you know, yeah. that intercourse for our, each other. Right. And we realized that, yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's no fun. <laughs> yeah. So we changed, you know, what we said on our profile and mm-hmm. full swap. It it didn't happen with them. We met another couple and, you know, full swapped with them. Right. Oh, my God. That's so fun. I love it. Okay, wait. So then what happened to the woman who wanted somebody to have anyone to have sex with her husband she's still asking (laughs) (laughs) oh Oh, yeah that's not an enticing offer she's missing just the way that you present that so ed think about that from our perspective (laughs) right and our wives are going around town telling other women that they just simply do not like to have sex. God, no matter terrible. what the reason is, I don't think the male component of that comes off very well. Right. That somehow this poor woman's husband perhaps so bad or just yeah. yeah. It's oh, that that's the conclusion that you would come to, which right. is horrible. It's, a, I it's feel just so not bad a good sales him. pitch. Right. Give that woman the O shot. <laughs> or two. Something. Yeah. Something. She'll have a whole new perspective. <laughs> wow. All right. So it sounds like you got started in full swap fairly soon or? Yes. Matter of fact, I think that first couple we met was not a full swap couple. Mm-hmm. I think they were a soft swap couple 
all along, but we really weren't sophisticated enough to know really what even that meant at the time. Mm-hmm. We hadn't done enough research or we really weren't hip to what all the right terminology was. So we weren't quite sure. And we were just going with on with the flow. Yeah. Yeah. It's you walk into the room, you start playing around, have some mm-hmm. fun and what happens happens. Yep. Fun. That happened to us too. We started off swapping soft, but then it quickly changed. And we were just with the right couple. And that communication that we had with each other, it just was seamless to just go there. And then we yeah, just full swap. Seems natural. It didn't seem like there was Yeah. Too much effort to go there. It's just Mm-mm. like why I don't not? know. Let's try it. Let's see what happens. It. And we'll do both. We're not one of those couples that are only full swap. We're open to anything because yeah. we, we've had great experiences with both. And we know that not everyone's on the same page. And since the orgasm isn't always the end result, according to our poll, a lot of people say it's the journey. We live that as well. So it's yeah. it's that sexy, fun, titillating, energetic experience. I would agree. I know we haven't talked about how long we've been in lifestyle yet, but it's been long enough where I think our style has changed mm. so much that we've almost go back to a no style, meaning mm. that soft swap is great full swap is great a lot of other ways of participating in lifestyle is great too we've just come to be open to nearly everything mm-hmm. yeah i'd say that also so over that 10-year period did you find yourself only soft or only full or was it always just flexible i'd say we were more full swap over the Mm -hmm. 10-year period but if it didn't happen if it was soft swap that was fine too Mm -hmm. was that mostly because of a an experience that one partner wanted to have in regard to partners i'd say we led more off of what the other couple liked if they were more soft swap then that's what would we do Our sexuality, maybe sexuality isn't the right word, the way we interact sexually has changed so much in the last 10 years also mm. that that's changed the, the our play style also. I mean, we were just talking about it maybe even today or yesterday, how different our sex life is together now versus the way it was 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. You, you wouldn't recognize the couple. If we could take mm. a snapshot 10 years and a snapshot today, the picture wouldn't be the same. Matter of fact, mm. it would be so diverse that you would think that there was some cataclysmic of event that occurred. And maybe it is. Maybe being a part of lifestyle is what has occurred that has changed for us. And I think that has sort of dictated what our play style is and I think 
we would sort of say that we're sort of open. Right. Right. How did that change your sexual relationship? What areas did it enrich or um, how how else do you want to say that? Well, and, and, you know, like you said, there's, there's been a shift in your relationship and, you know, maybe describe that a little bit. How, how have things changed? You know, you're more open now. So is it just that because the door cracked open a little bit and you saw a little bit more and you're like, oh, this is kind of fun. What else can we explore? Want an adventure that will give you memories for a lifetime? We've been on three bliss cruises and they were filled with daily sexy activities, great conversations, evening theme parties, and exciting memories. There's something for everyone, no matter where you are in your lifestyle journey. All are welcome. Book your cruise through our link and create your unforgettable experience, moments, and smiles. Visit swingeruniversity.com forward slash vacations and book your trip today. It had less to do with the lifestyle and more of us understanding that we could experiment together to more openly enrich our sexual lives. So that's really it. It wasn't necessarily that the lifestyle changed us. Mm-hmm. We changed because we wanted to experience different things together. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we evolved. So the way that we have sex or make love today is much different than it was 10 years ago because we are more open now. Mm-hmm. I understand what she wants. She understands what I want more. And maybe that's a derivative of being in an open lifestyle where your sexuality can be discovered right right well i mean that's the the interesting thing is here's four adults sitting here in a room having a conversation an open conversation about their sexuality and you know what turns them on and how they got started and you know Mm -hmm. that that's the thing that we've found with the lifestyle is you interact with people who are just open to talking about sex which of course just blows your mind wide open in terms of what else can we talk about? Like how, you know, how does this affect how, you know, we Mm -hmm. get done with this conversation we go home, what kind of conversations are we going to be inspired to have? Mm -hmm. And so it's just this, you know, that's kind of that the door cracks open a little bit and you realize that there's this whole wide world of sexuality that's available to you as a couple and you start to explore it. Right. I understand what Adam is saying in regard to the lifestyle opening up that that door and expanding how Ed and I interact. I've found more confidence. I've grown a a larger sense of expression as far as what I like and how I speak to Ed with that regard. So we've learned more about each other's bodies and the way we 
play together because of being in the lifestyle. And that's exciting. Oh, yeah. I mean, l- learning to ask what you want. Right. How to ask for it. Not uh-huh. be afraid to ask for it. Not, right. to, not to be afraid to say, I don't like that or mm-hmm. more of that. Right. It's it's fantastic. Like, yeah. our sex life's been amazing. It was great before, but now it's yeah. crazy. We, we would agree. We would agree that it's amazing. And so the interesting counter to that is that when you look at potential play partners in the lifestyle, I'm a little apprehensive because I know how incredible it is here. And we've developed this style. And I apologize for using the same word, but this style amongst us. And so the fear, if fear is the right word, is how is that going to translate to someone else right because we've developed this very unique um connection with each other how do i go back 10 years Hmm. and try to have some sort of physical interaction with somebody else that i know nothing about right and knows nothing about me and so the fear is how do i turn the clock back a little bit and and be more Vanilla in the way right. we would play. Vanilla is an interesting word to use there, but right. how do you change your approach to make it more acceptable to more people versus mm. a very one-on-one relationship? Mm. If that right. makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it does. You start to think about what's the formula that I used to, or what's the use, or what's the formula that works for most people because you don't know what somebody's gonna truly like in a one night interaction yeah and i think that's been our biggest challenge too is you know anytime i've had new sexual partners you it takes a little while to kind of understand their 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 rhythms or the the right spots to touch them in order to to pleasure them And that is pretty hard to replicate that process in a single interaction with somebody. Yes. Yeah. You know, it it takes a little bit of time to figure that stuff out. Which is why that form of self-expression in that moment with other partners is really important for me so that I have a better experience. And I've heard other women say things like, don't touch my nipples. They're super sensitive. Okay. Got it. Uh, my clits, very sensitive. Don't use a strong tongue or don't lick there or lick here. I've heard other women say that. And so I started taking cues from that, but I didn't also know about all that until we got into the lifestyle because I hadn't had a lot of oral experiences before I met Ed. And so Ed and I started in the lifestyle before we got married. So we're still figuring it out. Now we're in the lifestyle and figuring it out. (laughs) So I'm like, I don't know what I like. Someone asked me what my fantasies were. And I'm like, I don't know what my fantasies are. I'm just figuring this out. I'm 
there's like so much on my plate right now. I don't even know what my fantasies are. So I've found that asking for what I want or kind of giving that other partner a clue in to what feels good and what doesn't feel good helps immensely. And confidence is sexy. So it seems to be working. Yeah. Right. So to your point, <laughs> there should almost be like a two or three date rule, right? Right. Yes. Because the first one likely to not be very good. Right. And I yes. chose those words carefully. Right. Mm -hmm. So maybe the partner deserves a second or a third chance. And then by number three, you're like, okay, we tried this three times. Clearly I'm not picking up on the clues you're not banging me on the head with the clues hard enough. So <laughs> something's not working out right. So we gave it a good college try. Right. And we'll just call it a day. We'll be friends going forward. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We've had that same experience where it's, you know, it's at least, at least twice, you know, you get benefit of the doubt on the first try. And then after that. Yeah. So then you guys, it seems like have had this experience of synergy with another couple where you are able to find that sweet spot past date three. Hey there, podcast listeners. You've been tuning into our episodes, but have you ever wondered about the steamy details of our adventures or maybe hungry for some sultry, erotic stories. Well, guess what? We've got something special just for you. Our exclusive Patreon page. It's like a VIP pass to the saucier side of our world. So if you're ready for an exclusive behind-the-mic experience, head over to our Patreon page now. Trust us, this is where the magic happens. See you there, patrons. think we've had the synergy with a couple no it's the ongoing search gotcha. for synergy gotcha. i think um we're probably like a lot of lifestyle couples who would really like to find a small group mm -hmm. maybe four couples five couples yeah six six <laughs> where the more the merrier. Right. I'm, I'm right there with you. Where there could be some synergy, where it's a group that you see often that you're comfortable with. Mm -hmm. That I think is what we're still in search for. Right. So the synergy where we can have play experiences over and over, and we know that they'll be successful. Mm -hmm. We haven't quite got there yet. Right. Right. We're looking to. We're yes. in the same boat. Yes. I agree. Interesting. This is so fascinating. I didn't know this all about y'all. <laughs> so along those lines, have you have you run into other couples, because you've been in the lifestyle for a few years now, who are also still on that quest, that vision quest for that perfect match, the that group. I mean, you haven't found the group, so it seems like everybody's still looking for this. 
Yeah, I, I think, yeah, there's still people who are looking. Um, we've tried making a few groups, but somehow divorce, mm. um, even worse, death, mm. it breaks the group up or everybody doesn't mesh right. the right way. So I think it's just a hard thing to find. Mm -hmm. um, even just in the vanilla world, finding friends that you like the wife, you like the husband, everybody likes each other and gets right. along. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, relationships just between people is challenging. So then complicate it with sex. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That can be uh that can be a tough one. Well, that's good. We're we're not any more lost than any of the other oh, swingers that are out there. And <laughs> so and anyone who's listening to this, take comfort. It it takes a while and everybody's out there looking for it. So maybe we'll all connect one day. And yeah. One day on some big white boat in the middle of an ocean. There'll just be a magical connection. That's right. Next November. Yeah. We'll all be on the swinger cruise together. Oh yeah. All right. So we've gotten some funny stories, but do you have any really funny stories or unusual stories? Something that just every time you think about it, you go, oh, my God, I can't believe that happened. So probably the top funny story for us is we were at a party. There was a couple that was very interested in us, but we weren't so much interested in them. So we were dodging them. Ran across another couple. They were very nice, good-looking, invited us back to the room. We get up to the room, and she says, I hope you don't mind. I get a little wet. <laughs> yeah. To which I thought, wow, that's wonderful. I'm so happy that with one kiss on her lips, I could make her that wet. That's amazing. <laughs> Where's my star? Where's my gold star? I don't see my gold star anywhere. <laughs> not quite what she meant. No, not what she meant. We probably should have gotten a clue when she pulled out the puppy piddle pad and gave it a quick snap and laid it across <laughs> the bed. And then things started happening and then it was raining. Um, <laughs> and I did no not bring No one offered my, any goggles. No, goggles, umbrella. <laughs> no, nobody warned us Wet about suit. that. Oh my god, that's awesome! So, <laughs> yeah, that could be a bit of a shock if you're not expecting it. Yes, yeah, yes. and, yes, and it, it was all be. good. We yeah. worked it out. <laughs> Knew where to have our face or not. <laughs> if I remember correctly, that couple was sort of into themselves, also, right? A little we were bit. there, but we were part of their little fantasy. Ah, so at some point, we realized that. If we disappeared, no one would no one would notice that we weren't there. Oh, we, we satisfied what they needed, and that was another couple in a room, Watching. a little bit of soft and full swap. Mm -hmm. And then at some point, it was like, well, we're done. You guys can go. To which we were happy to oblige. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We've been at parties where people won't leave our rooms. Oh, how did you address that? How did we dress that? Did you start yawning, brushing your teeth? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, I, if I remember correctly, the room had 
several couples in it with one young lady who is a unicorn and she sort of refused to leave. She thought oh. she was part of the package. So while the room was kind of coagulating and everyone was just kind of waiting for her to disappear so that we could move on, that never occurred. So I think oh. by 2, 2.30 in the morning, oh. I think people just started falling asleep and that was hint enough. Oh. But by that time, everyone was ready for sleepy <laughs> time. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. Yeah, that's unfortunate. We have not had that happen, but we have had other awkward group play situations happen where not everyone is gelling. Yeah, and it's it's hard to tell the person in the room that this this just isn't working. Yeah. And it's that's a hard thing to tell somebody else, especially when almost everybody's naked and <laughs> the hint. The hint is just not coming. I know. All right. Do you have any advice for new swingers or We'll start with that first. So just be open to the experience in general. Don't go in with this preconceived notion like we all did. Our first party we went to, we thought, okay, we're going to walk in. There'll be all these pretty people. Everybody <laughs> will be having sex everywhere. No, it wasn't how it happened. Yeah, I, I, I would come on top of that and say you got to be open, but you also have to you have to be open, but you also have to experience the lifestyle the way you want to experience it. Mm. I feel like a lot of folks come to a first party or a first dance, and it's not what they expect mm -hmm. because they don't know what to expect. Exactly, which is a great reason that this podcast even exists. This gives people the opportunity to know what may happen or what to think about might happen before they go to a dance or they go to a party which is wonderful but i think if they just go to the party and just accept what's happening and just be part of the process that they'll have a much better time mm -hmm. it's it's all about getting out what you put in if you go to a dance sit in a corner at a table for three or four hours and never get up and talk to anybody or never dance or never make yourself available, you're going to get nothing out of the experience. Right. But if you reach out to people, chit chat a little bit, just make yourself available. It'll be a much better experience. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's been one of our key pieces of advice is don't go in with expectations because you never know what's going to happen. It could be an off night or it could be an amazing night. Mm -hmm. and to not sit on the wall and be a wallflower, but go yeah. meet people. Because if talk you don't to talk people. to people, nothing is ever going to happen because people aren't going to approach you. So you got to make things happen. And you got to have an open mind. Yeah. You know, this is a very, I use the word weird, but there's a better synonym. It's a very weird societal club or or interaction that we're involved in even on its best day it's difficult so any normal day just makes it that much more difficult so i think you have to have an open mind if you go into the dance and you're saying well we're going to be soft swap only 
that's great. That's a style that you've chosen and is probably the right one when you first start. Right. Mm -hmm. Ease into it a little bit. But if you continue on that path and never open yourself up to any other experiences, you may never discover what you like. Mm -hmm. You may never see that soft swap is, is good for you and your partner. You may not experience some other things like having sex in a playroom. Mm-hmm. things like that you may never experience if your mind isn't open to experiencing it at some point. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's what we've found is going to these events and kind of wandering around and just seeing what's going on and you'll meet different and interesting people and they have their own particular play style or, or fantasies or kinks and just watching how those people interact with each other, you kind of, you, you learn new things mm-hmm. and you get a, a new perspective on the other ways that people have sex. Because, you know, you're familiar with what you do, but there's a lot of people and a lot of different ways to have sex. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh. So cool. This is so fascinating. Yeah, we, in, we enjoy hearing people's stories and kind of, ha, you know, how they've evolved, but also just, you know, th- their own unique perspective on how they've navigated all of the, the challenges. I mean, I, we found the lifestyle to be very challenging, not only to the relationship, you know, it it sets your relationship up to be challenged. You have to have good communication. You have situations that you get involved in where you have to navigate that and as a as a couple and figure out you know uh, how does this affect us how do we get through this how do we move past this you know what do you think about this i mean just the simple stuff mm-hmm. and it's great like i mean it's opened our minds up to all kinds of stuff oh i have a question it's a little off topic but did you two have challenges in the beginning about, um, you know, is this going to, or concerns about it impacting your relationship or changing your relationship or um, disappointing another person if one individual didn't feel the same way? Did you have any of these types of things or were you basically just on the same page? I think one of the things that the lifestyle does that's unintentional is that it'll teach you things about yourself and your relationship that you've never pondered. Mm, That's true. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. as men, I think most men, if you ask them, they would say that they're ready for a lifestyle experience right now, that Mm -hmm. they're ready to go. They think it's the best thing in the world. (laughs) On the other hand, my response will be, well, let's see what you think about that when you see your wife having mm-hmm. an amazing time with another man. Right. Mm-hmm. Then tell me how eager you are to get into this lifestyle. Now, if you're a man that can accept that and you appreciate that your significant other is having a wonderful time, then good that you might be successful in the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. But if that boils your blood, 
you probably need to find another hobby. Right. right. Because you're going to consistently be challenged with situations that make you question your own morals probably isn't the right word, but your own ability to be open. Right. Very difficult to do. Yeah. Right. Very difficult. I think we've done a really good job at mm -hmm. that. Yeah. You know, I would want her to have an amazing time more so as like a challenge. Okay. Let's see how great of a time you have. Cause when I get you home, then we'll see what kind of time yeah. you're going to have in, in the best way possible. Right. right. So for me, it's like, okay, yeah, let's do this. Let's, let's <laughs> I'm always part. up for the challenge. challenge. Accepted. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm not sure if that directly answered your question, yeah. but yeah, I think there's challenges and you have to develop as a human being if you want to continue in this lifestyle. Yes. Well, For, I, oh, go ahead. Oh, I think there's always going to be maybe some sort of jealousy at first, but then when, you know, you see your partner having an amazing time, but then you go home together mm -hmm. and you have an amazing time with each other and you know, you're going home with that person. Mm -hmm. They don't want to marry that person that they're having the lifestyle experience with. They just want to have a good time. Right. Exactly. And for me, well, for Ed is very easy f for him to see me with somebody else. I love it. I love watching <laughs> her have a good time. For me, it was more of a, a visual, I want to say disturbance, not, not really a disturbance, just anomaly. I've never seen him with somebody else. I've never, first of all, I've never seen sex live. So that in itself was different, different and unusual to see and exciting. But then to see Ed with somebody else was also somewhat challenging because I, it's not something you see every day. So it, the visual was more of a, challenge for me it didn't feel like jealousy it was just visually i didn't know how to process that you were getting a different perspective on the whole thing yeah you know you you don't you don't see that angle if i you will. i mm -hmm. didn't i didn't interpret it as a turn-on initially certain perspectives however i did discover were a turn-on when I was like right up close, like, <laughs> like literally underneath Ed's legs, looking at the penetration, that was fucking hot. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, because I don't get to see that perspective. And I'm like, that's what Ed gets to see. Holy shit. That's fucking hot. Yep. Right? That's true. I love it's, it. And it's I'm like, the best angle. I mean, there's... Okay. So I'm great. thinking I like this now. And so then some of my favorite positions are to be directly behind Ed with my arms wrapped around him while he's fucking another woman. And it feels like I'm fucking her and he's fucking her and I'm fucking her. We're both fucking her together. Wow. <laughs> and it's, it's pretty fucking hot. hot. And I can look over his shoulder and I can see what Ed sees. I did not realize this would be an educational podcast for us. Yes. All the we things we need to try. Incredible oh, today. You need to try this. Wow. Yeah. So good. We learn something new every, every day. Every time. I mean, it's just, 
there's always something new to learn. It's like this playground. I'm always like, ooh, let's try this. Ooh, let's try that. Ooh, let's try this. <laughs> I will say that even after 10 years, there's things that we still say to each other when we go to a party that we said 10 years ago. We need to talk to more people. We need to meet more people. Mm -hmm. We need to not be so picky. We need to open our minds. Open our mind. Take the experience for what it is, not look for perfection in the other person. Because that's what the lifestyle is all about. It's all about experiencing new things. So if you're going to be focused on, I only have sex with five foot two Mm -hmm. blondes that are these dimensions, you know, we're born from this date to this date Mm -hmm. and we're born in the country of X. Right. That's a horrible way, in my (laughs) opinion, to experience the lifestyle. You're much better off and you're, you're likely to be much more successful if you're open yourself to everybody and say, I don't know. I don't know what I like. I don't know what I'm interested in, but I'm certainly going to find out. Right. Yeah. You never know what you're going to like. There's right. another way to think of it. Yeah. But so my point to that was even after all this time, we still have to remind ourselves that mm-hmm. don't be so picky. Talk to people. Talk to people. Get out there. It's, it's, it's just a societal uneasiness that's hard to make go away. So Mm -hmm. we're constantly having to work on it time and time again, every year, every dance we talk about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think we all get comfortable in, in our own patterns and our, this is the way we do things. These are the people that I'm attracted to. And if you don't push those boundaries, if you don't kind of realize that you're kind of biased in some ways, then you don't have those opportunities to experience those new things. Mm-hmm. You know, we've tried to make an effort just like you to have that pep talk at the beginning of an event. Like oh, we're going to go meet some new people when we see a new couple that we've never met before, or that we still have this, this fear of the super hot couple that's going to reject us. Like everybody has that fear of rejection. We've said, we need to knock that off because you never know. They mm-hmm. may be into us. So mm-hmm. we should go talk to them. And so you're right. It's this like verbal. Um, oh, you, you were just talking about it today. Affirmation. It's a verbal affirmation that you have to go through before an event or when you're going into any of these situations to go, you know, I'm okay. I can do this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> You, you got to do it. Yeah. So at the last party, at least for me, this is my experience. We were working that party. Um, it was a party where you could wear almost every everything or nothing. We happened to be dressed a little bit in a Hawaiian style. So we were both literally half naked that night. And we were working the event. So we got to see nearly every person that walked through the door. Mm-hmm. And it was a bit of a rare occurrence, but this rather attractive lady, as soon as she walked up to the table, she's like, I want him and pointed at me, which to me was like, I didn't know what to do with that. Right. (laughs) What do you mean? And she kept going on and on to where I was starting to get embarrassed about it. Uh But on the ride home, I'm 
almost, you know, looking for a tall building to jump off because I thought, here's a woman who never met me. And wants you. And wanted me. What did I do? Didn't talk to her all night long. Right. <laughs> Ran away. And I have been yeah. in this lifestyle for 10 years. I'm right. sitting at a podcast trying to give advice to new people. <laughs> and I violated the very advice that I just gave about 20 minutes ago. And that's why it's excellent advice. Because you've lived it and you've experienced it. And you said, learn from my mistake. Exactly. And don't do that. Right. Be open. If somebody yes. looks at you or winks at you, makes any sort of nod that they're at all interested, pursue it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. They, Absolutely. Because you never ready. know what's going to happen. Yeah. Right. And the the whole bucket list, We I definitely have some 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 fun preferences that I will like and I shared with Adam and Bell some of the the celebrity fucks that I like oh yeah however what I really look for is what I find myself in how do I want to say I don't look for it I'm just open to that vibe so even though that person may not be my my preference initially physically after i've engaged with them i'm talking with them and that confidence that they have comes out and that sexuality starts to come you know out of them they start to be more appealing right they become more sexy and i've found myself in situations in full swap situations where i said to ed oh my god i didn't never i never had sex with somebody like that before right that was kind of fun i yeah. didn't think that that was gonna happen yeah we've had some completely surprising situations happen like that where it was like <gasps> that was much we- better than i expected it to go that was actually <laughs> really fun those are the best nights right yeah, yeah we've had those experiences yeah. and and i love that about the lifestyle that just like that open you just don't know what's going to happen now that i've kind of embraced the whole you know come what may it's it's so much fun so much fun well what i was going to say is what we need to remember too is that the woman that said i want you maybe Mm. she was just as nervous and she had the guts got the courage to put herself out there right yeah you know so yeah. I'm a bad person for you letting her awful. go. You need to make up and you atone are her celebrity for that. So the next time you see her. Oh, yeah. Halloween, buddy. That's true. Atonement is a very important part of the lifestyle. <laughs> and I plan on atoning. You're going to atone the shit out of that. <laughs> In the spoken oh. words of a good friend, I suck the shit out of that. <laughs> was going to come up tonight. <laughs> Sorry, last time. <laughs> oh uh, for gosh. all those listening that had nothing to do with what you think it sounded like. <laughs> exactly. Quite the opposite, actually. And that was not the f- best <laughs> phrase for the rest of that night. Oh, man. The rest of the weekend. That the rest of awesome. the weekend. Yeah. yeah. That was... Mm. That was awesome. We Good all times. had those moments. Yeah. So changes, what kind of changes have you seen over the last 10 years? Anything 
obvious or has it been pretty consistent? Well, I'd say the people. So we've had quite a turnover, you know, being in it 10 years, we're like the, the old people (laughs) in the lifestyle. Now there's a lot of younger people starting in their twenties and it makes me wonder, is there something going on in their relationship? Are they just more open to experiences than maybe we were in our twenties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've also heard that people, there is a higher turnaround. He seems to be like 18 months. Is mm-hmm. that that's, accurate? That's the, the statistic that we've heard is that most people stand in the lifestyle for about 18 months and then they rotate through, which is, it's unfortunate, but you know, Considering the dynamics that we've been talking about just in this podcast mm-hmm. with all of the challenges and yes. the dynamics between relationships and between different groups of people and between two couples, I, I can see the challenge just overwhelming a lot of people and that they're just not cut out for it. Or, you know, they finally see their wife have sex with somebody else and they just, for yeah, no, <laughs> I can't handle that. I'm right. not into that right. or vice versa, you know, right. so it, it doesn't surprise me that it's this 18 month window. Right. I think if you look around to in our normal world, there's a bit of a sexual revolution going on. Right? I would agree. Look at, look at Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. We are much more open sexually than we have been in a long time. And since I wasn't around in the sixties, I don't know how to correlate the two, but I will say that it feels like we're in a sexual revolution. Yeah. So it makes sense that we're getting younger and younger people mm-hmm. in the lifestyle, just trying it out. Let's, right. let's see what it's all about. I mean, I think we've all been at dances where we've been on the dance floor and there's a lot of young people out mm-hmm. there dancing and flirting and probably there for the same reason we are is because we just enjoy those kind of people more. Right. Right. So even when we're with family or with <laughs> our, our vanilla friends, there's something missing. There's missing. It's missing because we can't have discussions like this. Right. Over dinner, we can't talk about swapping and things like that. And it's almost a more difficult conversation because now we have to think. Be careful what you say. Right. You're not with your friends. You're not with your life. Yes. The filter needs to be fresh and new and big and and able to filter a lot of stuff out. So we don't even gravitate to our old friends anymore. Yeah. We gravitate to our lifestyle friends, not because we're necessarily going to play with them. We just enjoy the atmosphere Mm-hmm. And the ability to have an open conversation or not have to worry about what you said or not right. have to worry about rubbing against them as you cross in the kitchen. That's encouraged with our lifestyle. <laughs> it doesn't mm-hmm. mean anything. Yes. It's right. just a um, comfortable environment to be in. And right. we tend to gravitate towards that. So I think you're seeing a lot of younger people in the same way. Yeah. I think their normal lives are much more like our lifestyle lives. Mm-hmm. Just the way they've been raised, when they've been raised. I think they have much more 
open sexual conversations than we did at their age. Mm -hmm, so this mm -hmm. is much more natural for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that seems to be what we've observed as well. Mm -hmm. My, I have a coworker that's much younger than I am, and she... I asked her what her and her boyfriend were doing over the weekend. She goes, oh, everyone calls him my boyfriend, but he's not my boyfriend. And I said, oh, okay, well, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I didn't know. And she's like, oh, no, that's fine. Everybody thinks that. And so I started to ask her about that. And she said, well, we've been friends for a really long time. And I was starting to have more str intimate feelings or stronger feelings, romantic feelings towards him and he's quickly said to me oh no i'm I, i'm not into that i'm i'm not i'm not going that that down that road and she's like okay so they continued to hang out and then his perspective started to change and he started to have more romantic feelings towards her and then she's like i kind of like this arrangement i i like the status quo i we don't need to change anything so they hang out do things together. They're friends with benefits, but they're not beholden to one another. And I find that so refreshing. It's fascinating to me that they can have this arrangement without any definitions. It's just this it's kind, kind of, of open-ended open relationship arrangement that they have. And I, that was never, that was never something when I was growing up it, it, it was one thing or the other you were going steady because you had a boyfriend or you were looking to go steady with somebody right you're single <laughs> you're going steady you had a boyfriend you're engaged you're married, married. that's it yep. so, those are the only things I don't even know what she calls her relationship I should ask her but, but I agree I think they're more open to those types of relationships yeah. in my mind between the four of us, if we were going to discuss a relationship like that, we're on the lifestyle, so it's not that far of a stretch. Right. How do you even start that discussion when you're in a vanilla relationship right. without the fear of somebody running away right. or saying a lot of bad things about you? How does that even develop? That's the part... Where I think younger folks nowadays that we're seeing lifestyle have an easier avenue of getting to that discussion. Mm. Mm -hmm. They can talk about those things because mm -hmm. I think it's more readily available in their music and the mm. discussions they have. I mean, sex is prevalent. It, it's, yeah. it's always been prevalent, but it's even more so now than anything we do. Mm -hmm. I, I'm encouraged that there's less of a stigma about promiscuity, you know, having sex. I'm actually encouraged by that, uh, that, that people are not being labeled or shamed because they're sexual. Um, mm -hmm. I, I hope that trend continues, but we'll see. I agree. Yeah. yeah. So along, along the lines of trends, have you found in your experiences more straight men being comfortable with having bisexual experiences? See, the question was on the board. <laughs> I didn't think it was going to come up, but Phoebe went there. I went there. She went there. We've seen it, and I'm curious if other people have. <laughs> 
So I don't think we've ever had a male by experience or even, well, I know we haven't. <laughs> She's like, I don't remember. Was there one? Like, Was it? Or even witnessed one. We've never been anywhere near. Interesting. So what's strange is we've been in the lifestyle for six, six seven years now. Mm-hmm. So not quite as long as you, but long Close. considering the 18-month time span, we're getting up there in years. And when we first got into it, it was a very taboo thing. It was mm-hmm. basically... Don't Buy women. That's don't it. list it on mm-hmm. your profile. Yep. Don't don't talk about it. Nobody mentions it. Yeah. And what's really interesting, and I'm not by the by the way, just throwing that out there. But, <laughs> <laughs> but there was, we've seen a number of men and run across a number of men who are now really comfortable expressing that, and it's it's almost strange. But we seem to be. I don't know, just traveling in circles where this is becoming more of a thing. So it's interesting that you haven't seen that because we've seen more of it. Oh, so you say strange in the sense that we've seen more of it than they have? Yes. Or, yes. In in other words, we go to the same parties. We we frequent the same events pretty regularly. We're in Mm -hmm. the same community. uh, And yet we're seeing different things. So obviously it's... You know, I guess wherever you are, it happens yeah. to be different. I know. Well, so we were just kind of looking at each other, and there's probably three or four men that are sort of in our group. Not in our group, but uh, acquaintances. Right. Who we have discovered over the years have had these kind of experiences. It's not surprising, but it's unexpected. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think the first time we we encountered that was that somebody told us about their preference in a very unusual way. Um, and we didn't know what that meant at the time. Luckily, we did not have to experience it without not knowing what it meant. That makes sense. Right. Um, but so, yeah, we have encountered men that we've discovered this about. And it was sort of like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Didn't know, but all right. Good to know. All right. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Have More you information. Had, have you had anyone ask you if it's okay if they have that experience with another man in your presence? Did they ask your permission or give you a clue in if you were uncomfortable? I don't. We've never seen two bi males together. Right. We, we had that experience. We had a two straight men. They, they categorize themselves as straight. They categorize themselves as straight, but they sometimes enjoy sucking cock and they preferenced it. I, I, I know they didn't, I know they didn't categorize themselves as bi. So for example, I don't. I categorize myself as bi just because it's easy, because I got over the whole definition thing. But I don't preference bi. I preference men. So I cater- I on the site, I categorize myself as bi or bi-comfortable. But I prefer straight men. I'm obviously married to Ed, but and I don't 
desire women. Do I think women are sexy? Yes. Do I love, do I want to have sex with all women? No. I also don't want to have sex with all men. But given the moment, if it's fun and sexy and if, if it feels right, I'll, I'll go there. I may suck a breast. I may go have some pussy, but I haven't done that very often. But the times that I did, I was like, wow, that was, that was kind of fucking cool. Never done that before. Right? So these guys asked us if we were comfortable, if they experienced that in front of us. And I said, oh, sure. I don't have a problem with that. And so two straight guys were sucking each. Well, one was sucking the other guy's cock. And that was fucking hot. I'd never seen that before. Except I missed porn. the whole thing. I was think I was in another room. At oh, the time. yeah. It was downstairs. I was telepathically trying to call him upstairs because I didn't want you to gotta be like, see this. Ed, I was busy. We uh, we haven't encountered that, Mm-mm. not at all, and never been approached in any way. No. I think part of when you're in the lifestyle for so long, like we are or have been, as yourselves, it's reputational. You know, people think that right. they know something about you that they probably don't right. for whatever reason. Um, we talked about that today. There's a lot of reasons why people might say things about others that may or not be true. It's likely not malicious. It's just sort of the way we are as human beings. Right. Yeah. You, right? you see someone, you kind of label them or categorize them or figure out, oh, where do they fit in? Mm-hmm. Or, or yeah. even just to gain your friendship. It's very typical in, in our work environment, our friend environment. They say, hey, Ed, uh, you know that other guy you're talking to? Yeah, I know him. He's not a very good guy. Just, you know you know, you know what I mean, right? To kind of gain your trust and friendship. Right. Because you might say, oh, yeah, I think about the same. Or maybe you think, but you hadn't expressed it. Now that I've expressed it, now you and I are bonded. Right. Mm-hmm. You've, right? you've been kind of you've opened that door again right right and you're now on the same page so i think in the lifestyle that happens a lot too right if um you're very attractive a couple if i want to gain favor with you what i might do is say oh yeah couple over there you know uh she's she's a little dirty or she's you know doesn't like to take showers whatever it is obviously i'm making up a scenario in my attempt to bond with you to have an equal footing about way, the way we see another couple. Right. Was I being truthful? Probably not. But I think that happens in the lifestyle also. I think the longer you're in it, people get ideas about who you are that are likely unfounded. Mm-hmm. So you have to put forth the effort to reach out to new people or or to break away from some of those reputational issues that you're involved with. Right, mm-hmm. right, and that's that open-mindedness, the open-mindedness. You know, that, that that constantly yeah. expanding your your circle, right. Uh, right. so that you, you don't get stuck in those ruts, those patterns, right. and and yeah, it's yeah, it's not a good thing. Yeah, I we've only encountered a little bit of that, and one of the encounters was someone's warning us about someone having an STD, and. So we, we took note of that 
but we didn't write off that other couple completely because they're nice people. We talked to well, them. We'd have that conversation with them before we, would, we play with them. Right. Th- that would be a direct conversation to Absolutely. have with somebody and not you know, based on some But we didn't discard them hearsay. for that reason because they're they're nice, they're friendly, we enjoy their company, but we've never played with them. And if it ever came to that, that would definitely be a conversation. So, I don't know. We haven't really run into a lot of this gossip that people talk about. Maybe we're just You bring up a good lucky. point. So the couple that told you about the STD couple, we'll call them, or... <laughs> So you think they had an obligation to tell you? Or do you think that they had an obligation not to tell you? I think it was their obligation to tell me because they were also good friends. And so they said, hey, you might want to be aware of this, this couple. But it does make you wonder, you know, why express that? Like, why wouldn't that be a topic of a, the, the, the new couples like if you're gonna engage in sex with someone why wouldn't you have that conversation then um why let someone else have that conversation for you so it's it's interesting yeah i understand the obligation i guess what i would fear is people who think that they are obligated to tell others Mm -hmm. about situations that are may or may not be true Mm. right Right. And it may not problematic and may not be ever relevant. Sure. Right. Because that individual that told me that had no idea how close we were to this other couple, if we had ever played with them or not played with them. So. Because we've been in the exact same situation where we were hanging out with a couple. Everything was good. Good time. And all of a sudden they felt the need to give us some information about another couple. And it was out of the blue. Yeah, out of the blue. Mm. Feels very strange. It does feel strange. Like, why? Why are you telling us? Yes. Yes. Goes back to what we just talked about just a few minutes ago. Okay. It's like, are you trying to gain my favor by suggesting that this other couple here has got a problem that I should stay away from? Whether it's true or not. Gotcha. But that, that to me... and that actually pushed the couple mm. with the information away. Yeah. yeah. I felt like if you're willing to say that about somebody, right. one, I don't know you. I've known you for all of two hours, three mm-hmm. hours. Oh. Yeah. Right. I don't know that other couple very well, but right. boy, you were sure anxious to tell me about something <laughs> ultra personal. Yeah. Right. The last thing I want you to do is no is... personal things about me. Yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You it's... hit the nail squarely exactly. on the head. Because if you're talking, mm, yeah, yeah, no, it, it's it's kind of disturbing. And yes. you know, obviously, we didn't do anything with that information, and it was one of those like, okay, that's thank you for sharing. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure why you're telling us that, but yeah, okay. What do you think, Bill? Yeah. Well, how would the other couple know is what I want to know. Do they have the STD also? Oh, yeah. Good point. Good question. You yeah. never know. 
But that's why you have that conversation with your sex partners before you have sex with them. Right. Yep. And if that's a thing, then, mm-hmm. you know, and obviously if you have something, you should probably disclose that before you have sex with a, another couple. And uh, It's important discussion because I've heard in the past that there are certain diseases or situations that are just accepted because of our lifestyle mm. or the way it was presented to me was sort of like, hey, Oh, everybody has that. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is a, a sex club and in a sex club, you should expect to have X, which was disturbing. Yeah. That is disturbing. That that was the thought. Wow. That's something like, um, what's what X? <laughs> Herpes? What was the discussion that we were involved in? Was it herpes? Or HPV. HPV. It was, yeah. it was something a little different than that. Yeah, I don't recall. BV? It may have been herpes. All these acronyms. Oh. Yeah, BV. But I have I have heard that about HPV before. Um, yeah. That that is, you know, it's very common. It's very asymptomatic, and so it's hard to, to, to know. But... Um, yeah, that's kind of disturbing to think. I, I'm just not comfortable with the idea that, hey, you're in a sex club. You should expect to have X, and you shouldn't be overly concerned when others do also. Right. That's, oh. that's where you got to throw up the timeout sign a little bit. It's like, well, you fly. Well, you should expect that the plane goes down. I've never. I've flown a lot. Plane's <laughs> right? never, never gone I down. Don't. Yeah, I'm not thinking that way. Please. Wow. Yeah, that's that's not okay, I don't think. No, that's that's not okay. Let's move on to something more positive. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> trends. I don't know if that's necessarily positive, but trends, have you seen any things that have changed over the years with with how people respect one another, the type of diversity? We already talked about age. Um, have you seen a change in drug use, types of drugs, presence of singles? Well, I think at the dances, it's pretty well controlled um, as far as single males go. Mm-hmm. Um, but I find that there's a lot on the site, um, yeah. you know, trying to get the attention of maybe a single female, maybe a couple, maybe just the wife. Right. Um, drug use, I don't really see it. At the parties, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's drinking and having a good time, but I don't see anybody, not as far as the big parties, maybe a house party. Mm-hmm. There's more drug use. Like what type of drug use? Um, Molly. Yeah. Uh, marijuana. Right. Things like that. Nothing. Right. I've never seen cocaine or anything harder than that. Yeah. That probably goes more towards the group of people that we associate with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think we categorize drugs two different ways. So f- for me, or, or us at least, anything you can buy at a store is not what we would consider a drug, quote right. unquote, a drug. Right. Uh, marijuana, alcohol, you know, I would argue that it's what probably much saying? safer to be high than it is drunk. So I don't see marijuana as being. A drug or at least an illicit drug that right. should be stayed away from. The other ones that you don't buy in a store, you buy on the street, are a little bit different. And I think we have systematically shied away from 
any of that use mm-hmm. or being around anybody that uses it. Um, I think I heard Phoebe say something not long ago that really struck a chord. And it was like um, something to the extent, I think you said, it's a great experience for them, but it's not a great experience for me. Right. So why should I be involved with somebody who might be on X, on Molly, on Coke when I'm not? And I don't get that fantastic experience. And I would agree with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that is taking things to a level where both people need to be engaged or involved in that. If one party is and the other isn't, I think that's a recipe for disaster. Yeah. Because you don't know how the person who's on those drugs is going to respond to certain situations. Exactly. So it can be tough. Exactly. And they also tend to, depending on the drug, tend to be very self-centered with that experience. So they're not paying attention to my experience or my cues. So there's, it's, I might as well just be a blow up doll, honestly, because they're not paying attention. (laughs) So what's the point? I agree with you. Right. I agree with you. And, And even to some extent on alcohol and marijuana, it may take you to a place where you don't even realize you're there. And you're just committing the act sort of haphazardly. And I agree. Unless unless both people are engaged, talked about it, okay with it, ex- right. having the same experience, then right. it loses it for one person. Right. right. Yeah, because it's, I agree. Because it's no fun being sober at a party where everyone's drinking. You've done that. Everyone's done that. It's pretty boring. So it would be way more exciting to be both experiencing pot together or E together or whatever kind of experience that you want to have together. I think trend wise though, I think we've noticed more, more house parties, more smaller groups. People are using the dances to meet people so that they can develop their own group Mm. at their house, somebody else's house. Mm. Whereas when we started the dance was the party, right? It wasn't, an avenue to find people to go build another party someplace else. It was it. It was Mm. like cheers. We all knew each other. We all expected to see each other. And frankly, we were disappointed when maybe somebody didn't show up that you were used to seeing. Um, So for us, that's why dances were once a month because it's where everybody went to do their lifestyle stuff. Gotcha. But I think nowadays it's trending more towards smaller house parties where people can be more intimate yeah. um, and not so much go to the big dances. Right. Interesting. I haven't found those smaller intimate house parties. We haven't either, but again, <laughs> it, it goes back to the effort we probably should put into it. Yeah. Actually, we did one time, but we left <laughs> the one up in... Uh... Up north. Yes. Remember that one? Yeah. Yeah, too many parties. All right. So diversity, respect. Has everyone pretty much been respectful? Has that changed? I don't think it's changed. I think everybody's always been respectful. I can't think of a time that somebody wasn't. Whenever, Whenever there was a time, it was always a one-off 
somebody had a little too much to drink at a party. Right. Um, certain circumstances dictated that. But I don't think that you have the same person acting up over and over and over again so that they become a problem. Yeah. I think we used to see that five, six, seven, eight, ten years ago. But maybe, I think that's diminished. Maybe that's a product of vetting from the yeah, I think it's a, host. a socially self-correcting problem, too, because people who act out in parties tend to not get invited back. And yes. They, point. You know, people don't. Uh, it, I mean, it's a, it's a society. There's this this group. We all get together and mm-hmm. we kind of know each other. And, you know, second, third party and people talk. You get to know. It's like a small town. Everybody knows what everybody else is doing right. to some level. For better or for worse. For better or for worse. <laughs> Right, Ed. You got anything else? Any other questions? No. Uh, I I think that's pretty good. Adam, Bell, you have anything else to add? I feel like we could talk on this subject for days. I know. For years. (laughs) If you took the microphone away, we'd still be having this same discussion. Heck, when we were on the houseboat, we talked for four days straight about this. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, it's, oh, yeah, it's like that. So maybe I will say one thing. Dun, dun, dun. I met someone at a club recently and I walked up to him and I said, hey, it's good to see you again. And he reached out his hand and he said, hi, who are you? And I said, this is Phoebe. And he's like, oh, nice to meet you, Phoebe. I slept with the guy twice. Mind you, this is the second person. Second person. I'm shoving my hand at Adam that I've had sex with on E. I wasn't part of the whole E experience, so I didn't have that same experience. And he didn't remember me. And I was so annoyed and so pissed for Days, and I can I can tell everyone who's listening, it is a memorable experience to have sex with Phoebe. <laughs> I'm looking at Phoebe, and I would agree with you. <laughs> there's there's plenty to remember. But don't you think it? Okay, it's sad for you that he didn't remember you, it's but it's sad for him too for him. because oh yeah, he didn't. Rem- he, what is he getting out of this if he can't even remember? Absolutely. Right? Like, the years that I've been aware of this guy being in a lifestyle, and I'm sure consistently doing his lifestyle the way he does, how... How many women does he not remember having sex? What kind of memories do you have of all those experiences? I I can't even fathom the point of having sex with someone if you're not going to remember having sex with them. That's the whole fun of it. Why bother? Exactly. You might as well just stay home and sit on your couch. I know. I don't remember having sex. Then why are you having sex? Yeah. That's true. It's time to find a tall building so you won't survive the fall. (laughs) Something. (laughs) I like to remember. I want to remember every detail. I count on remembering. (laughs) I look forward to remembering. (laughs) 
Well, and that's part of the fun is recounting the details with your partner. Afterwards. Exactly. Oh yes. yeah, we love that's, that. That part of that whole For the experience. Next twenty four, forty eight, seventy two, week two. <laughs> Yes. Wait, seven years later <laughs> to talk about those first experiences because they, they stick with you. There's so many great memories that we have of all of these events, of these parties, these experiences, these amazing sexual encounters. Right. Who wouldn't want to remember that? I know. It's so let me counter that. By just saying that for the people who are new to the lifestyle, it's also important to forget about those experiences too at some point. Don't get so in love with those new experiences. All they are is new. Right. Yeah. That's it. That's all that makes them exciting. But I think we have talked to and found other couples' lifestyle where one or the other never forgot about their experience. Oh, yeah. And that led them down a... A difficult road. Yes. And so I, I think everyone listening gets the point. The point yeah. is it's going to be amazing. Make sure that you're lucid enough to remember it because <laughs> yeah. you're going to want to tell somebody, <laughs> if not right. just yourself, um, within a, a couple of days afterwards. But also remember to forget about that. Yeah, exactly. You, you have a lovely spouse at home who loves you, who is the best sex you're ever going to have because of the internal connection. Yeah. That's what you need to remember. Absolutely. That's the important part. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It, it's it's fun to enjoy the, the vacations, the fun times that you yes. did away from home. But remember that you can have good times at home, too, and you've got to hold on to those as well. Yeah. Oh, yep. That was very well said. It was. Mm-hmm. Well. That is a perfect way to wrap this up. Absolutely. Let's go have sex. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Perspective is valuable when exploring in the swinger arena and everyone's journey and experience will be a different level of exploration and enrichment. A big thanks to Adam and Belle for sharing after we beat them over the head and drag them back to our lair. Thank you so much for coming. Well, it was a pleasure. Yes. Thank you for inviting us. Yes, Riley. thank you. Yeah, this is fun. <laughs> I had a lot of fun. And and thank you for taking our cherry on this first interview. <laughs> I'm glad to. <laughs> All right. This is Ed. This is Phoebe. This is Adam. This is Belle. Saying thanks for listening. Thanks for learning. Now go out there and get some. Woo! Yay! <laughs> Before you turn off our podcast to take care of all the vanilla things pulling you away, please reach out and give us a review. I am the first to admit that it is much easier to give a five-star rating, which we appreciate. But if you could take 43 seconds to type a review, we would love it. If you want to share a personal story, ask us questions, or share your comments, please contact us at swingeruniversity at gmail.com or tweet us at Swinger U Podcast.
Hey, have you heard? SDC is more than just a dating site. They have expert contributors and educators like us and from all around the world to guide you in everything from how to talk to your partner about swinging and the different kinds of open relationships. You can also find out what you need to know before opening up your relationship, common swinger conflicts, and how to resolve them. Have you ever wanted to know what a swingers club is like? How to meet other swingers? Find a unicorn? Be a hot wife? Well, you can find all that information as well and much, much more. Check out SDC by clicking the link in the show notes and get your free seven-day membership. 